0: Hello everybody, Jordan here, the PH is silent, and in this episode of the Saturday Morning d Show, I messed up. So, um, I fell asleep because I was up late with uh, my poor baby, and woke up at... Oh, 30 minutes into the show so um <clears throat> i kind of just joined the show i hit record and we jump in midway uh so very sorry but again a note that next episode will be episode 100 and if you have questions for us please tweet at us um you can email me at jordan with ph in the middle at gmail.com with any questions and we're going to do a mailbag episode so i hope to see you then and enjoy this slightly shorter jordan frantic show of the saturday morning D show
1: you have a new name called Sleepy Boy now. Yeah. Sure. Sleepy Boy Jordan.
0: That's what it is. So, I'm sorry. Uh no, I totally like it was yeah, I was set an alarm on my phone and I didn't hit like a sh- like go or something and just like mm. conked out so I'm really sorry. But hello everybody, we're live with uh on YouTube and on Twitch now. Uh this is exciting. Uh I I'm
1: really embarrassed. This has never happened before. But what are we talking about? <laughs> wow. So we've gotten through the news. We had just finished up Vardic Inspiration, and we were about to start talking about our um, our time. But we can go back. It was just a bunch of Lucian filling air because I thought for sure any minute now, Jordan's going to join. Any minute now, Jordan's going to join. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just fill air. I'll just fill air. Oh, man. Um, we can go back to the beginning in case there was anything that you wanted to we kind oh, of covered a little bit see. of my view of Laurel Silverhand's explorer kit what i what i think might be the monday uh, announcement but we haven't heard what jordan has been thinking about all of this stuff i mean we've got a big announcement on the way this week yeah. we've got some some stuff has kind of dropped on the internet what have been your thoughts where have your, where's your mind been going well, to, to try to think about
0: um <laughs> sorry people in chat <laughs> <laughs> um do, 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 do. Let me get my windows up, and it's going to be great. Yeah, we'll just throw um, Yeah, so Laurel Silverhand is the unmasked lord of Waterdeep, um, and so a lot of people were upset that we're still in Waterdeep. But I was wondering, I guess my question, uh, and you probably already talked about this, but I I'm not I'm recording, so uh <laughs> we'll get a new show going. Um, is it is it gonna be another Waterdeep like set? Or is this something like a Volo's guide or a or a Morden Canaan's Tome of Foes? And I don't know, or a Xanathars, where it we're we're using that title, but it actually has nothing to do with the the character in Waterdeep, or it's written in their their like uh I don't know, Cadence or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, to me, we could go back to Waterdeep and it feels like they really like Waterdeep and it would tie back into the computer game that they're going to be putting out, right? Because there's there's a big, there's got to be some type of marketing push for that at some point. Yeah. But I, I was wondering, if, is this just a dice set and it's not tied to something? So are yeah. they trying to say, hey, we could put out, seven to 10 different dice sets throughout the year that aren't necessarily um, tied to a book, but are just nice dice sets. So this one's blue. So we'll do Laurel. Then we want to do a a yellow one. So we'll tie that to something else. We want to do a red one. So we'll tie that to the red wizards of Thay. We want to do a black one. So we'll do a black dragon one or whatever. Are they just, is it a marketing thing or what everybody else has been speculating? Is it tied to a book like another Xanathar's or, resource book or a campaign book or an adventure book so well every definitely know yeah
0: every um every dice set that we've had so far is tied to a storyline though and so that's where i was like is this going to break off from that or is this i don't know and i'm really upset we didn't even get to talk about this they were going to announce this on the 9th on Thursday, and we were going to have all this stuff to talk about for our episode 99 show, and then you turn around and you're like, oh, no, we don't have any of that. So it's just kind of like I was frustrated that they are going (laughs) to announce it on Monday, and then we have to wait a whole week before we can talk about it, and we'll have, like, our question and answer show. Uh, Mm -hmm. If I was going to speculate, I would say that the dice are selling well. They're like, oh, people like these Baldur's Gate dice. People like these uh, Tomb of Annihilation dice. They've also figured out how to do the dice well, which is they know that we want 2d20s and like 4d6, you know, for sneak attacks and things like that or rolling stats. So they're giving you more Mm -hmm. than just a a basic set of polyhedral dice. And uh, I think they're like branching out. So yeah, this could be a standalone product, which is fine, but we know that there's a book behind it. We just don't know the title of the book. And so it makes more sense to me that it's tied to the book. And I think it's going to be a book of... Uh, character options like Xanathar's and it's not necessarily tied to uh, the L'Oreal Silverhand at all Uh, but who knows I mean that's like my hope and I kind of talked about that on Twitter and people were saying like well it's way too early for a like that would be a really quick turnover from the Unearthed Arcana to an actual book Um, and they've never done that before like they've always waited a lot longer with the Unearthed Arcana and I was like okay well I don't know so I, I don't know. it's just kind of like I thought that was weird, um. Yeah. And I and I don't and but if they have the information they have, then they can totally go around and and do it. Like they can uh, start the book as quick as they want if they have all the information and they feel like it's solid and they play t- play tested it and things like that. So uh, sure. I don't know.
1: You know, yeah, we could just to one up them if if they're going to change schedules around. There's no reason why we can't just do a monday night hot take show oh yeah <laughs> where we could just get together monday night and we could say ha ha you changed your announcement we'll still do a show that's yeah. relevant and not a week later <laughs> that could be way
0: fun. we should totally do yeah, something like that
1: maybe so we'll see maybe we'll talk about that so that way we can get in on it and not have to wait because that happened to us before too where we were we had just done our show and then two hours later, a big announcement dropped. And we yeah. We had to wait a, a whole week yeah. before before we could talk about it. So, um, so we'll have to sh- we'll have to show them. We'll do that, so.
0: And then Wizards of the Coast changed their Twitter profile picture to something that looks Eberron-y to me. Um, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed. You're
1: that and some people were saying Mechanicus or. Like the plane of you yeah. know, the the Modrons is where some people were going with that. So yeah. you were thinking more ever on
0: that. Well, so we were talking about it in... Uh, I was talking about it on Discord with people because uh, a lot of people were saying it was... Uh, I always say Mechanus, but I think you're right. It is Mechanus, um, which is the Modron plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Very gear-centric and things like that. But if you look at the, uh, the gear symbol on... Um, so every Wizards of the Coast book has, like, a symbol associated with it. Tomb of Annihilation had the the demon skull and things like that. And this one specifically, the Eberron book, has a gear in the corner. And so if you look at that gear and you look at their Twitter profile picture, it's exactly the same. Like, it's just the gear and shadow. And so that makes me think that either they updated their profile picture late which some people were speculating, or they have an Eberron book, but it doesn't make sense to do an Eberron book tied with these Forgotten Realms dice. So I am leaning towards they forgot to update their profile picture, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> speculate, speculate, speculate,
1: speculate. Well, when I also thought it was like on their Facebook.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't check Facebook. Icon yeah.
1: or something I thought was the other thing, but maybe maybe it was just Twitter. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think what it is is that everybody's trying to figure out what the big announcement is, so they're searching all these pages. Yeah, and They're trying to find, like people are scouring Amazon, they're scouring bookstore pages, and they're scouring anything Wizards of the Coast to see if they can get um, some type of jump on it. I mean, there's still, will we get a another Magic the Gathering tie-in book? Like I loved Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica last yeah. year. Are we going to get one this year? Because they've already en- released several more um, card packs for... Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So I could see another book coming out that's based on some of that stuff or moving forward. Plus, what are they going to do at the live show? We need to know what the campaign is going to be that they're running at the live show. And that's usually in march I know. And out it's – that. I feel like
0: they should announce that real way. fast. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. kind of – I don't know. Like other – other. I know it's not a convention, but other conventions have that their space reserved a good like six or eight months in advance. Uh, not that Wizards doesn't have the space reserved, but they're advertising it. You know, they're trying to get tickets and sales, and so yeah, yeah, uh, we, haven't, yeah. we
1: can't even buy tickets yet. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we
0: that's don't know. So out. I don't know if it's happening, but i I would have to think that it is because they have made it a tradition of it now. Uh, yeah. But part of me was like, well, are they at a point where they don't need to do that? But like, it's been growing every single time. So, but it's always been tied to a uh, a release of a story yeah an adventure and this doesn't feel like an adventure to me so Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm still bummed that they just didn't tell us on Thursday
1: that's true (laughs) that is true that is true so I went over my uh, Bardic Inspiration, okay. which was kind of building towns on frontiers or like keep on the Borderlands kind of th- gameplay. or and, and it was all revolved around me playing Minecraft we'll <laughs> a lot this week. Minecraft bug. And it made me start thinking about how in what are some of the things that I like about Minecraft that I could pull into a, running a campaign on my mm. tabletop or and then the second part of that was hey does anybody know of a minecraft mod that lets you play dungeons the dragons so does it have wizards and bards and paladins yeah. and fighters that you classes you can pick and yet still play in the minecraft world on the computer yeah. so hopefully our our audience is scouring the internet for me finding some cool mods that we can play that be
0: I have never played minecraft I Oh boy, you're missing yeah, out. Am I? <laughs> um, I've I seen know. like the really cool Mi- like I love what people make in Minecraft. And I think a long yeah. time ago somebody made a one to one scale of the next generation Starship Enterprise. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And I was like, you can do some cool stuff in Minecraft. But uh but I've never played it. I don't know. I like Legos. <laughs> Maybe I should give it a shot. There you go. Yeah, you give um a shot. Yeah, so my Abartic inspiration was on Twitter because I was reading and posting stuff on Twitter. But I had this, I had this silly idea where we always vilify the drow. And, um, I really like the adventure out of the abyss and the start of that adventure, you're captured by the drow and you're trying to escape the underdark. And it's this weird place that you don't understand because the underdark is odd and strange and, and wonderland ish kind of a thing. Uh, and I was like, what if you like wrote or, or stole things from out of the abyss, but what if you did a reverse out of the abyss so you are a group of drow that are captured by surface dwellers, and you have to like deal with the fact that you have disadvantage because of the sun. And so then maybe you travel only at night, and you try to find places to hide. And your whole goal is trying to get back to the Underdark, but you can't just dig a hole. Like You have to find specific like entry points into the Underdark. Um, and I just wanted to do that. And then we got talking on Twitter of like, oh yeah, like are the demons... Are you trying to like stop the demons below, or maybe the demons are above the world and you just want to get out of this place? But I like this idea of, and it made me think of like evil campaigns. Have you ever tried an evil campaign?
1: I don't, yeah, I have not
0: tried. And I haven't one. either. And I don't really want to. Uh, you had know. the same reaction that I had, where I'm like, I kind of yeah. want us to be heroes, but this yeah. would lend itself to be an evil campaign, I think, where people mm-hmm. could. Uh, dive in and and run around uh, uh as evil drow so to speak and you're fighting for survival so it's not like let's go burn down an orphanage but you are more more akin to well, you're, taking you're care you're of stuff you're being hunted Yeah, or
1: being perceived as evil whether yeah. you are or not and and you can't talk your way out you can't like say no guys i'm not evil right. it's all those other it's just like they don't even give you the chance so the whole campaign revolves around people who just immediately assume Mm-hmm. you're a monster <laughs> yeah and this world that you're in now are full of monster hunters yeah and you're the monster <laughs> yeah
0: and like in out, out of the abyss like you don't speak under common usually so you have a hard time communicating with these drow and that could be mm. the same thing like you speak under common you don't speak regular common so you can't communicate with anybody so i don't know i like it seemed like a different twist and it also got me thinking of doing like this is something I wanted to do with dwarves for a while, but like themed campaigns where all of my players have to be one race. Like, okay, you guys all have to be dwarves. You're from this clan and you're going on a cool dwarf adventure and it's going to be awesome. And I think this would also lend itself to being something like that where like you're all drow and you're trying to get back to the Underdark and like one of you, you know, and, and, but that's the catch. I'm going to run this game, but I need you to all be the same race. And I don't know. I've always felt like that would be really cool, but that's Jordan as a DM thinking about the larger picture. And I don't know if it's fun for a player for you to impose a lot of restrictions like that on a game.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, There we go. Switching some mic volumes here. Huh. Oh, okay. Jordan, it would be interesting because there's a lot to it. You'd have to have the right players. Like you said, you couldn't just spring that on anybody. Um, it would be interesting to try and I would love to do something like that where it is the we tried in this new campaign that we're about to do um pretty quick here it is a I we tried to talk everybody to play halflings but yeah I get it in the end they all started thinking it was fun I and mean, yeah we could try that and we'll do that but then it was like uh at the end they were like no I want to have a really effective barbarian so I'm going to change my race to this or I want to they want to, they want to fine tune their character to be better. And halfling doesn't work for all the classes in their mind. So yeah. it quickly fell apart. But in the very beginning, I almost had them all talked into, we were going to play water um, Waterdeep dragon heist as all halflings, which I yeah. thought would be really fun and be really interesting, but I uh, couldn't get the buy-in. <laughs> and like,
0: that's, I don't know. And I guess that's a BM thing where I do just get really excited about stuff like that. But uh, I have to remember that like character creation is very personal for players, and where I'll play just about anything, um, it's also I'll play just about anything because I'm usually invited to a one-shot or something, and I'm not playing, like, a longer-running character. But if I am playing a longer-running character, I no, I kind of want to be my humid variant whatever, or I want to play this uh, tiefling paladin of Asmodeus. Uh, and that's just because you get excited about the character that you're creating. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, a whole out-of-the-abyss where you're all drow, would be really cool on paper might not be the most fun for every player uh but playing um playing like a two or three shot where everybody's dwarves you can probably get the buy-in a little easier for something like that or halflings like you were saying
1: so yeah so i don't know i think i think it's all about the buy-in right it's like talking talking to those players in the very beginning and just be like this is this is a cool idea it probably doesn't have to be a long one too it doesn't have to be like a three-year campaign it could be like a five or six session game that that has a cool thing to it, like you're taking the ring to Mordor and you're yeah. throwing it in, you know. <laughs> so it could be something just like that. So, so yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. anyway.
0: So that's my Bardic inspiration. I'm trying to be better about thinking about it and get getting those cool. out because I'm always I'm always like <laughs> usually the morning of being like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Except for today, I'm sleeping. I feel off too. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> I didn't do my intro. No, that's okay. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> But Lucian, what did you do in games this week? Yeah, so
1: Monday night again, we're on hiatus as the Monday night game hasn't taken off yet. I might be looking to start trying to play in a campaign for Monday night. um, And I probably won't start running one for a bit yet because I want to figure out what my new work schedule is going to be because it's going to be a little bit crazy and I got to figure out what days are going to be right. So once I get that all figured out, I'll start my campaign back up again um, and get going. But I did play on Wednesday our Tomb of Annihilation. It sounds like we have we're we're at the final door something's about to happen and our next session will be our last session wow so it is it is this is going to be it um, i'm excited
0: to talk to you about that because i yes, mean i've read it so wait. i know it's happening and it's <laughs> just crazy
1: now one thing um going back to a little bit of the news we talked about just mm-hmm. for a second there were now in tomb of annihilation we have ran across some modrons yeah okay i won't spoil it too much but there is some modron stuff going on of annihilation also in i don't think it's in um it might be in water deep but i know for sure in dungeon of the mad mage you also run into a modron or mm-hmm. so um they're I in out of the abyss about- Descent into Avernus, but you might run into something Modron-like. What about in Secrets of Saltmarsh? Was there any no. link to a Modron anywhere in that book?
0: No. There's Modrons in Out of the Abyss, though, but there's not Modrons Abyss. in Saltmarsh. So I was and...
1: wondering if we would get. No. Wouldn't it be cool if our next adventure would be about the Modrons? I think that'd be really. I, I could see Chris Perkins writing a full campaign arc about the Modrons. Heck yeah. So. All right, so back to of annihilation. I was thinking that was a miracle. Um, So we've got one more session to go. Now one of our players is having a surgery this Wednesday. <clears throat> He's having something done with his vocal cords, so he won't be able to talk. Oh, okay. Um, so, so he just types wait. out
0: the whole thing. I got it. Yeah. Well, we no. he, he wanted to do that because oh, he did didn't want to skip. <laughs> He's
1: like, I want to skip. judges of the Dragon, and but the the our judge is like, well, it's going to be our last session. Why don't we just have everybody be comfortable and ready? Yeah it's gonna be the last big hurrah and then we're moving on right so we get one more session which won't be this week but it'll be next week we'll have the big finale we'll be able to talk about it on the show hopefully still i've been trying not to spoil it but i know Tomb annihilation has been out for a long time so if you haven't played it you really should go back and play it find a dungeon master to run it for you Um, and then we're starting the new adventure so we're going to be playing um dragon uh dragon heist and then probably moving right into Dungeon of the Mad Mage, so we're going to dive into that. Or I don't know, maybe if Monday's announcement's really good, and it's we well, know it won't be out in time because we need. We're going to start it up here coming pretty quick. So I don't even. Well, really you'll have
0: water deep to, like you might go Waterdeep to the new announcement. I mean, who knows? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, something like that. So so I'm playing a halfling cavalier character i've been wanting to play the new fighter cavalier i loved cavalier from the old ad and d game it was my favorite class of all time it was my favorite character i'd ever played was a cavalier um and i'm gonna play a halfling one just for fun because i think it'd be fun and i'm gonna be riding around on an armored uh rottweiler yeah it's gonna be my mouth nice Um, i might even dip into ranger just to give me some ranger abilities with the pet that'd be nice being able to talk to my pet or make the pet a little stronger to make it through fights and things like that um, but the idea is to play the whole way through as a, as a halfling that rides a Rottweiler everywhere in full armor. So I think that'd be really fun. Um, but that's what we did. Uh, the game itself was really fun. Again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but we did get to fight a coven and fighting a, a hag coven is always really fun because they can be super powerful mm-hmm. and they have a lot of cool tricks to mess with a, a Dungeons of Dragons party. Um, and it was fun. The Dungeon Master did a good job at, at trying to challenge us. It came down to some really interesting spell uses to beat mm-hmm. them. It was a cool interaction of what's going on in this in this weird area. And what's, what's part of their magic or what's just natural to the tomb itself kind of thing that's going on. So it was a really fun encounter. Um, and if you haven't added hags into an adventure that you run, I definitely recommend you go out, you check them out, and you run your players. Even if it's against a single hag or even if they're high enough level that you can throw them against a coven. Um throw that in even as like a side adventure. They're traveling through a village and there's something going on. There's something that feels off about the village. Yeah. And then really have a nice little side adventure about what's going on with them. And then they can move on to their back on to their main their main thing. What about you? Have you had in any of your campaigns, Have you got to use them? Have you got to play against hags and covens and things like that?
0: No, hags are great because they make for really good villains uh, lower level. And then when you start putting them in covens, they become a really good higher level interesting thing. And I've used them in, I think, just about like I've used them in so many campaigns. Uh, We were talking about Saltmarsh, and I had to do a lot of those side quests. And I ended up using a bunch of hags that were trying to get rid of another hag Uh, because they were like encroaching on each other's territory. So they hired the party to do that. And then the party being found out that, yeah, they're destroying evil here, but they're being used by evil. And it was this interesting back and forth that they had. Uh, And I've used them in uh, just about, I don't know, like a lot of games. Like I I like hags a lot. Um, And I think in my Shadowfell game, I'm going to introduce like some creepy Shadowfell hag that can, you know, for the right price, offer them, uh, information or point them in the right direction but that price is going to be something uh not monetary like they need to go do some kind of evil deed to help her out or something um trying to keep with that theme of like uh you know you can get where you want faster if you you know do the wrong thing basically like hurt people or, or step on toes or something like that but if you want to be righteous and do the right thing well it's going to cost you to get there like a lot later on kind of thing so uh, yeah yeah
1: the the one that just recently i got to there was a playtest adventure we did for extra life and with the wizards of the coast people and in that adventure um they had disguised hags who hired the party to go kill an evil unicorn okay and so the adventure but then the adventure is about wait a minute this unicorn's not evil. What's yeah. going on? Who are yeah. we working for? But then the adventure did something really cool in it where it said, or if you really want to throw your party a curveball, make the unicorn actually evil. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> their first thought is wait a minute, we've been duped, but what if it's two evil creatures that are fighting over this forest? and one has hired the party to come in and help them out under a disguise. You don't yeah. know who they are yet, but now you figure it out. And now whose side are you on? Do you fight them both? Do you only fight one? Do you move on? Do you never figure it out? And I thought that was an interesting thing for them to put in the adventure that this is the way we're writing it. But if you want to spice it up a little bit, you could do it this way too. And and those hags were pretty tough. And they they fought like a fourth or fifth level party and they definitely were had to struggle to beat them. Mm. It, was, it was pretty fun. So. the uh, I like the cool
0: I think it's in it's in Volos that has like the more information on hags. Um, but they have really interesting I want to say lore, but just like mechanics, and it kind of encourages you. Like, yeah, uh, maybe they grab like they should all have one spell that is an item of some kind. So they pull out, like, a jar of black liquid and they throw it on the ground and it breaks and that's the the black tentacle spell that comes up and grabs your party. Or, you know, something mechanical. Or uh, I think they were saying, like, if they cast Cure Wounds on themselves to heal, um, they actually have a jar of bees that come out with string and, like, sew up her wounds or something. Uh, and and I always liked that, that you could really flavor a hag really well. And, and, and Wizards has pushed you to make a hag more interesting rather than just an old crone that can cast spells uh they should feel like creepy and fun so that's cool yeah,
1: yeah. i like well, hags and, a lot. like you could dive into fairy tale stuff right oh you yeah know, all the fairy tales yeah. are, are steeped in witches and hags and and you know those people that live on the outside of the community and prey on the kids and stuff so yeah yeah definitely all good storylines so that's what i did in um my dungeons and dragons 2 annihilation vanguard is probably going to be level 11 when we finish this so that's about as far as i'm going to get my war wizard i love the war wizard class it's bad yeah. my favorite wizard to play um, I love that character. I'm going to try to find other places that I might be able to play that character and continue that adventure on because I've really grown attached to that character, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely a person who likes to make lots of different characters, so it's okay for me to jump from one to another to another, playing one shots and short campaigns and long yeah. campaigns. But this one definitely connected with me. I really like the idea of Vanguard the War Mage, so I'm, I'm thinking I'll find another place to play him somewhere at some point. So. What about Jordan? What kind of uh, Dungeons & Dragons shenanigans did Jordan get into?
0: Um. Yeah. I uh, played Acquisition Incorporated last week. Um, we are also coming to the conclusion of that. I think we have two sessions left, maybe three. Um, but the whole story of Aki Inc. is that we're trying to find these orrery pieces that um, every time we get a new one, it, it gives you like some pretty insane magical stuff. Um, and Drawn Enterprises is trying to find these orrery pieces and Acquisitions Incorporated, our franchise, which is called Joint Venture, is trying to find these orrery pieces. Um, And we got the last one from the lady that created them. And she basically said like, well, uh, I don't really care who does what with them, but um, go let, uh, if you want to stop Drawn Enterprises, you're probably going to want to find a place that is closely linked to the far realm because they're trying to pull these creatures out of the far realm uh so that is where we're going now we're trying to like get any kind of information on on what to do and i'm going to play today and i'm really excited uh but we got to level six and now i have three parts of this ori so i can do things like like the ori grants you spells that i probably like shouldn't have as a player like they're really high up there like i can cast teleport and that's like a I don't know. I think you have to be level 10 or 11 wizard to do that, and I'm a level 6 sorcerer that can cast teleport. Um, and the new Ori part gave me I can cast fly and, like, run around like that. So uh, lots of really cool stuff. Like, it's just a it, – it it's really – and, and I've been very happy that my party is like well no you're the magic guy take the magic items because we don't understand it mm-hmm. and I'm like okay because uh, I've just made myself this charismatic sorcerer that like has a, a dad that's a dragon um, so my arcana and stuff is very low but it's been kind of fun to have all these powerful magic items and we're like connecting the pieces together and I'm able to do really cool stuff uh, so yeah we're we have a destination um, uh, where we think the far realm is touching the prime material plane and we're going to go there and hopefully ambush drawn enter prizes and not get our butts kicked is the goal (laughs) um we've made some friends and uh, i was going to bring that up today in the game because there's been a couple of like people that we have either like paid off or made friends with and and i think the adventure feels like we can rally those guys together to help us in some way Um, and even if the adventure doesn't doesn't have that specifically in that i think our dm would just think that's really cool and and try to like let us use some of the some of the npcs that we've made friends with so Yeah. So that's really fun. Um, Again, like loving Acquisitions Incorporated. It's just, uh, it's goofy. It's silly. It's the humor is right up my alley and I just love it. It's super fun. Um, And then my Shadowfell game got canceled, which is sad. Uh, One of our players, uh, like, I think it was a couple hours before we were going to play. They messaged us and they were like, oh, by the way, I have a cold. I didn't even think about this, but you have a baby. Should I not come over? And we were like, oh yeah, you should not come over at all. So, we canceled kind of last minute, which bummed me out, but it did give me some more time to prep um but we're in a in a like we're in a predicament where they have the hand of vecna, and unlike like uh, a lot of your players, they talk on discord and they kind of discuss like what are they're gonna do before the game starts. uh my players don't like to do that, so uh they have the hand of Vecna, and I think everybody internally has an idea what they want to do with this. But I won't really know what they want to do until they get back to the table. So I prepped as much as I could, but I think it's going to be a session that I really have to just go by this. I just have to to fly and, and improv it, you know, uh, because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to like bury it? Are they going to try and destroy it? Are they are what are they going to wear it? And if they do attune to it, which one is going to do the attuning, and what that means for that particular character? Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. So. Uh, I don't know, what but if they don't use it at all. And that's the thing, like if they just like hold on to it, um I have an idea that uh, I mean the people they stole it from obviously want it back, so there's going to be people out searching for them and things like that, and it's such a powerful artifact that I have to think that it like pulses out to the world to be found, kind of like the red mm-hmm. one ring, you know like it yeah. it wants it wants to be found, so uh I don't know, we'll see, but it keeps falling out of somebody's pocket, <laughs> yeah, exactly, something back, yeah. Be, they have to put a <laughs> string through the bone or something like hold it on, um, but it's. Gosh, it's such a, it's, I'm really excited about this. And, uh, we ended like, I think it was early November. And then we said, basically like we can play next week, but we think the baby's going to be born. And then the baby was born and we haven't played since November. So they've had a long time to think about this. They're very eager to get back into playing our Shadowfell game. I'm very eager to play in our Shadowfell game. Um, (laughs) So yeah, and we're gonna but we're gonna play uh, noon tomorrow. So usually we play around like four or five o'clock and we play for like I don't know two or three hours, but uh, I think with a noon start time we can play a little later so they might try to get as much d and d in as possible because we haven't played in a long time so yeah, very cool. But that'll be really fun. Ultimately, they're trying to get to the city of Gloomrot to uh, hopefully find somebody who can get them back to the Prime Material Plane and they can get home. But now they have this added, like, what do I do with this Hand of Vecna kind of thing? And and what is that going to mean, like, if they just come walking in, displaying the hand openly and things like that? So there's, there's lots of possibilities for me to do really cool stuff. Um, and again, I'm using that fourth edition book, Gloomrot, Shadowfell, and Beyond. And it's got a whole bunch of information about the Shadowfell and about the city of Gloomrot. And it's just a a really excellent resource book. And so, again, I would encourage you guys, like, if you're interested in... Uh, you know we have a fifth edition Eberron book now, but if you're interested in Dark Sun or or a lot of these things, like go buy those books, those PDFs. They're not terribly expensive, and you can mm-hmm. easily use that information to transfer into a fifth edition game. Because like sometimes you just need to know that this NPC is a devil or this NPC is this, and it and it really adds to the world a lot. And I I don't know, I was flipping through that book the other day and reading it, and it was really fun. So
1: now your your Warforged is in what campaign?
0: My Warforged is in a home- homebrew campaign um Whoa. that we stopped playing to play acquisitions incorporated
1: okay yeah okay. so That's, we got I, to the end
0: yeah. yeah we got to the end of that campaign and we're i think i'm level 11 or 12 now maybe higher but we got to the end of that campaign and then uh we decided we wanted to play uh acquisitions incorporated the the dm was very excited about it he, he thought it would be a lot of fun just like a goofy game that wouldn't last too long because it's only six levels um, and mm-hmm. so we've been playing that. And then when we're done with that, uh, I think we're going to try and like super finish Ghost of Saltmarsh. And then we'll see where we go from there. We have another friend that wants to start a new campaign. Um, and we have, uh, but we also have like our Hot Springs Island characters that people want to play. And I think mm-hmm. uh, a few of us are chomping at the bit for some high level play. Like we want to go from levels like 13 to 20 and I'm game for that. Uh, it just means a lot of like, original stuff you know and and unless yeah. you want to get into dungeon of the mad mage or something like that but that is just a large dungeon crawl and i'd like to do a more narrative 13 levels yeah. down and yeah so
1: <laughs> interesting yeah right, cool. so that's that well, and there's then, always a new campaign on the horizon that's oh the cool always always games. <laughs>
0: um and then i was re- i've been reading a lot of invisible sun lately because i just got back into that game um and i found that there is an introductory one-shot adventure online so i grabbed that and now I want to... Because that's what I was complaining to you about, I think. I was yeah. like, I really love Invisible Sun, but it didn't come with a, how do I play the game? Because it's such a surreal kind of like... It's like Salvador Dali painting the RPG. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's all odd like that. Um, so now I really want to run this one shot. And uh, we'll see if I, I don't know, find the time to do that. I might like practice with my friends. And then maybe I will try to stream it or something. Because that could be really cool. But... Uh, I was really excited about this. I found the, so the, the, um, invisible sun game comes with something called a sooth deck, which is kind of like tarot cards and they affect the game and you, you kind of flip them over at key points and it changes how magic works and it changes interesting stuff. Well, they all have really funny, not funny, but they all have really interesting pictures and titles, kind of like a tarot deck. And I was playing with the deck the other day and I was kind of flipping over characters and I was like, this could be a really cool way to build a, uh a character or a campaign and so i started with a character and i just flip a card and i'm like okay like it's kind of like a devil motif i think i'll start with a tiefling and then i flipped another one and i'm like okay they're like a rogue and like this and i don't know so i kind of want to try a live stream at some point where i'm using this sooth deck to build a uh like a a campaign and just be like again you can be inspired just about anywhere and you can just kind of sit down and flip cards and come up with something so
1: yeah, Adam, Adam Cobalt built a Terra deck for one of his campaigns. He was doing a D&D 5e campaign. Um, and in the very beginning, he had all of his players sit through a little session mm-hmm. and he used what flipped them over and then was telling them stuff and kind of weaved the story around what these cards were pulling. Nice, so he yeah. was almost doing it live and it was like letting his subconscious just latch on to what these cards had meant and how that was going to affect the characters in the adventure they were about to play. And they'd always, and it was, he built it into the world that it was a big thing that everybody went and got readings constantly. Like it was just, everybody believed in it. Everybody understood it. It was like a normal societal thing for, for you to often go and get your readings done. And it was just like, it was almost like a religion upon itself. And he did a really good job of that. And I always felt that that was cool that he'd be able to flip over a few cards and then let that, he already had the adventure in mind, but then massage it to match kind yeah. of what the cards yeah. was saying. So, like, make a few tweaks here or there based on, oh, you guys got the death card. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, here's the the bountiful sun card. What is that going to mean? You know, these these interesting mm-hmm. things. I think that'd be a fun way to play a game. I, I would, and just to have the cool artwork and flipping them in front of the, oh, the yeah. players and the players looking at them and wondering what's going on and that's such a cool thing. That's something I would love to try to do in a game.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah. I Yeah, I didn't think about, like, working it into a 5e game, but, like, I don't know. Uh, I have that. And there's actually an online resource for the cards as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. It would be, you know, we're always doing that. We're like, oh, I like this mechanic. I kind of want to, like, work it into this game or something like that. But this is the same thing. So uh, I'd like to do that at some point in my life, uh, yeah. is the stream I might make, well, yeah, I want to stream it because I want it to be, like, totally improvised and just see what we can come up with and what chat can help come up with and, like, build a campaign setting around the cards you flip up. And I've seen people do this before with like magic, the gathering cards, they'll go buy like a booster and they'll just Mm -hmm. kind of flip the cards over there and like, okay, I'm getting like a a creature vibe from this. And this is more like a construct. So like, let's have like a golem. I think a golem is going to be at the center point of this one shot or something like that. And um, it's just like, you can be inspired anywhere. It's really cool. So,
1: and going back to invisible Sun, that's got a lot of cool things in it that are, that are new to tabletop RPG stuff because not only do you play the session but it talks about doing one-on-one sessions yeah. it talks about how to interact online mm-hmm. and use stuff like being sent through emails and and handouts and like you're you're running this campaign in a surreal way and it's not just hey everybody let's get together for 3 hours and play our session there's a lot going on in there so it's an interest. It's almost like its own experience. Yeah. that you're you're creating if you want to run an, an invisible sun thing. Yeah, so it's definitely something cool to check out if you haven't checked out some of the stuff that they're doing. Over yeah, there, it looks they
0: cool. they call it development mode, um, which I think is not the best name for it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, playing at the table is like regular play, and then development mode would be if Lucian's in an invisible sun game with me um, through Discord or like like they they do the example of like you meet at a coffee shop. And your player is like, you know, I was thinking about my character and I really want to try and do this. And they're like, oh, okay. And so you bring out your phone because you have the Invisible Sun app and um, the cards, the Sooth deck of cards, they also have uh, numbers on them. And so Mm -hmm. you can use the card numbers as dice rolls. So Mm -hmm. the idea is that in development mode, you're flipping over these cards and you're like, let's see if you succeeded. Oh, you got a seven. And then this, this card that is a seven also has something about like being sneaky. So the, the DM or the, yeah, the game master kind of weaves a sneaky success. Like you, you got what you wanted to do, but you did it through like, you know, subterfuge and things like that. So it is, it's a really interesting game and it's a game that you could, if you have very active players could could very much be like a whole long process of just constant uh i i don't know just like developing the world as you go and then you get back to play and they're like oh by the way i did this adventure and i got us this and then all of a sudden the player can be really excited because he did this adventure and he brought like a new key or something that unlocks a door that they're having problems with and so
1: it would be cool too because like for your character you could create your own twitter account Maybe like a Facebook thing, and, uh-huh. whatever. and then the DM could send you stuff yeah. on that ad to that character, and you could really then tie in a lot of stuff and make it like a living game that's going on mm-hmm. in the real world because that's Invisible Suns about this weird veil over the, the world that we live in, or a world that looks like the world we live in, but yeah. it has other stuff going on. So it could be very cool and very fun. I, there's a lot of potential there for some really interesting mechanics and interactions Mm. and stuff so it's a really cool concept no it's a
0: really cool game i i really like it which is why i'm getting back into it because i just Mm -hmm. like i start reading about the lore and stuff and i'm like yes it's just so rich and deep and And you have the black cube you gotta use it gotta use it at some point so we'll see (laughs) um yeah is there is there anything else we want to talk about
1: that was it that's our show all right
0: uh remember we're doing our hundred show or episode 100 uh so hop into the discord and uh leave us some questions you can email questions to jordan with a ph in the middle at gmail.com um and we would love to hear we have a whole bunch of questions so far and i think we'll we'll probably have a lot to talk about but we'll go longer on um episode 100 if we feel and we'll also take questions from the chat so if you guys want to like save your questions for chat you can do that but having it early lets us lets us kind of know what we're going to talk about So (laughs) be a fun mailbag episode. Um, But yeah, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for coming out. I am sorry that I was so late and I feel real bad about it. Uh, So don't hate me. Um, And I will, I will set an alarm next, next week. It'll be great.
1: (laughs) You don't miss the 100th.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it'll be awful. So. All
1: All right. right. Thanks everybody. It's good to see Elise. I know Elise was, uh, had some stuff done and she's back and raring to go. So good to see her in chat. Thanks for all of the normal people. And thanks for some of the new people I saw in chat too. There was a bunch of new people swung over and checked us out. So can't wait to see it. You. Put your comments in the YouTube comment area and send us stuff on Twitter because we want to talk with you guys. Yeah. So can't wait to see you next week. All
0: right. We'll see you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.